How's it going, everyone? And thanks for checking out the Grit Outdoor Collective podcast. My name is Caleb Mathewson, and I'm a fly fishing guide, an outdoorsman, hunter, a traditional archer, and an ultra marathon runner. You know, ever since I was a little kid, my passions have always been around fitness or the outdoors. And so the only thing that made sense to me was to share stories of people that had done the same thing and that love the outdoors and fitness as much as I do. And so the purpose of this podcast is to share stories of outdoorsmen, outdoors women that work hard and live the outdoors lifestyle, whether that's hunting, fishing, backpacking, camping, homesteading, whatever it is, they have amazing stories and I believe these are some of the best people on planet Earth. And so follow along with us on the Grit Outdoor Collective Podcast. All right, so welcome back to the Grit Outdoor Collective Podcast, and today we have Hunter McWaters of the Hunter's Quest on the podcast. Um, hey, how you doing? It's good to have you here. Thanks so much for taking the time and um, yeah. and uh, having a conversation today. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. I've been watching your stuff for a while, pretty much since the first video came out, which wasn't that long ago, and it's oh, pretty really? impressive the following that you've... Um, that you've gained in just the last few years um, through social media and the podcast and YouTube and everything. So, um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the conversation about about the industry and getting into the industry and just the outdoor and hunting and fishing life um, yeah. all around. So, um, if you if you wouldn't mind, maybe we'll just start with you introducing yourself, who you are, where you're from, um, you know what what you do in the outdoor industry. And I actually I didn't ask this before, but do you have you do you have another job outside of all of all of what you're doing with hunter's quest or no um so yeah i'll, I'll weave that into my answer how about oh, okay. that okay. <laughs> so the question was just who am i what do i do that kind of yeah. whole thing yeah yeah um so yes um where do i start so <laughs> I, I grew up in virginia uh, i grew up uh my dad started me taking started taking me you know water waterfowl and dove hunting and stuff um and then I found long story short, but I found deer hunting on a place called the Eastern shore of Virginia, which is like this little peninsula that's on the opposite side of the mainland of Virginia from the Chesapeake Bay. So you've got the cross Chesapeake Bay and the Bay bridge tunnel. And then there's this little strip of land. And if you keep going up, it turns into Maryland and, but it's just all very rural. And, um, when I was hunting there, there was no coyotes or anything. So like there was just, like there was like too many deer, like it was just like overrun with deer. So great place to, for a young person to cut their teeth, bow hunting. It was a, um, archery and shotgun only County. So didn't have any exposure to rifle hunting. So I kind of went all into bow hunting. Um, and I still love bird hunting, but after that first deer hunt, like I just kind of was all in with the big game. It just, I don't for whatever reason, it's just where I went. I just, lo I loved it. Um, and, uh, so then I don't know, it's a long story, but, you know, had some crazy ups and downs throughout life and trying to figure out what I want to do, you know, with my life and, um, went through some rough patches, very rough patches, which we can get into if you want, but, um, um, kind of the two things in my life, I feel like a lot of guys, maybe certain types of guys, I don't know, have you go through like phases, you know, like you get really into at least my personality type, like you get really obsessed with something, get really into it. 
and then kind of go hard and then maybe move on to the next thing or whatever. But I've done that with a lot of different things. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But the two things in my life that seemed constant, even through the good times, the bad times, everything was like always hunted, even when stuff was really bad, like personally in my life. And, um, and same time, I always had some type of faith as well. Like, even when I was not living it, you know, I still cried out to God. And I mean, that's how I made it through some of that stuff. So um, when I was able to finally get kind of in a better place, uh, um, I kind of had this reawakening when I found Western hunting, um, because not to detract from whitetail hunting or anything like that, but just the total like immersive experience and the adventure of like a backcountry hunt or even just, um, you know, multi-day hunt in a wilderness, you know, like out, you know, not like a day hunt where you're kind of just walking from your truck and sitting in a stand, um, kind of that more immersive experience. And my first trip ever was a backcountry, like backpacking trip, actually in Alaska, which is like a crazy way to like start. But that was my first ever trip. A guy who was like a friend of a friend invited me and it was providential because I'd already really wanted to get into Western hunting and I was starting to get in better shape and stuff and really wanted to do it. Uh, I did some public land stuff here in Virginia, kind of testing the waters, but it's the, st- the learning curve really is pretty steep and um, it can be pretty intimidating, even just getting tags and stuff. So, but a friend of mine, it was, kind of a friend of a friend, really more of an acquaintance, just kind of randomly invited me on this trip to Alaska. It's like DIY walk-in caribou hunt. And, uh, we did it and, uh, I learned a lot from him, my buddy Ned. And, um, and I kind of was like, yeah, this is it. Like we didn't even kill anything. We almost did, but we didn't kill anything, but it was like life-changing. And then I was actually on staff. So before that I'd worked for the Christian broadcasting network for like seven years as a producer oh, and a care. Cool. Yeah, yeah, as a producer and a cameraman for the 700 Club and um, traveled all over the world doing that, did some really cool stuff. And then um, then when I started the podcast, I was actually on staff at uh, my church as the online campus pastor. And it was crazy how the timing worked out because I got that job right when COVID hit. So I was helping them produce their online services i was kind of the on-camera host and that kind of stuff and but i was working from home so that gave me a ton of time to start the podcast and uh i felt like after that alaska trip i felt like the lord telling me to, to start something and i felt like that i could have a little bit of a unique voice in the space by talking to my guests about spirituality and talking about faith and and not being I noticed it seemed like a lot of guys that I liked in the industry were Christians or at least had some sort of faith, but it was, um, and, and, you know, some of the content that I really gravitated towards was the like personal development and like, um, you know, I like the how to and tips and tactics and stuff like that too. But like, um, at the place I was in my life, what really drew me in was like the melding of, like I said, like personal development and like mental toughness with hunting, which is something I never really had found in my hunting culture in the Southeast here. Um, so I really latched onto that and, um, you know, guys like Dan Staten from Elk Shape and, um, you know, other guys like that. And so I was like, you know, I think I could have a kind of a unique voice by 
um, kind of taking people along on this journey with me as I kind of learn this, like being very authentic. I'm not some, you know, bad a hunter, you know, like I'm not like some, you know, I just am what I am. Like I hunt, I've been hunting my whole life, but as far as Western hunting goes, I'm still pretty new. I'm learning. I'm not afraid to, you know, say that. Um, and so I figured I could talk to people and have a cool conversation, but also kind of weave spirituality into it. Talk about faith without being preachy, I guess, which there's nothing wrong with preaching and there's a place for that. Um, I wanted to kind of create content that would be not that like even someone who had no faith at all and didn't even want to hear about it would still listen and like enjoy it and then maybe start to ask themselves questions later. Like, um, you know, I've done stuff, I've done podcasts like with Aaron Snyder. Um, which he's kind of known as a tough guy, you know, or whatever. And I uh, asked him, I don't think anybody ever had before. I straight up asked him if he believed in God. <laughs> like We had a great conversation. And then he had me on the Kefaru cast and grilled me about Christianity for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and it was amazing. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's been cool, man. So that's, that's how I did that. And then um, after about two years, sorry, this is a really long winded answer, but um, after about two years of doing the podcast, I was doing, really well is making some really good inroads kind of the industry. The, the podcast was growing. I'd made some really good relationships with, um, you know, I did some work with Dan from elk shape. I did some work with, uh, Brian call gritty and, um, just was able to make some good connections and stuff. And I felt like the Lord was, had his hand on it. And, um, a, um, I basically got an opportunity to present a business plan, um, to kind of go into this full time to an investor and um, without going into a whole lot of detail, basically um, I was able to step away from my job and go into this full time. Um, now that's, you know, it's, I still have to, you know, get it profitable by a certain point or else, you know, we're going to have to right. look, look elsewhere, you know, but um, it's on a good path now. Um you know, we're not quite where it needs to be yet, but it's growing. And um, I don't even know if you know this, but I'm actually launching a TV show on the Sportsman channel. It starts, the first episode airs in 10 days from now. Oh, wow. Yo, I yeah. did. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So um, that's, that'll be um, Monday at 6.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. on Sportsman channel. And then 12 noon on Saturday on the Sportsman okay. channel are the yeah. best times to catch that. And it's all about just... DIY kind of Western hunting from an East coast guy's perspective. And same thing. I kind of like subtly weave my faith into there without, without banging you over the head with it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great show. I'm really fortunate to be able to kind of go after this dream and see if I can make it work. Um, I'm, you know, already working on planning season two. It's going to be a wild season two cool. and uh, it's a lot. It's, it can be lonely because I'm kind of out here on an island, you know, like all my colleagues and stuff are out where you are. Um, I don't really know. Just being an entrepreneur in general and like self-employed can be a little bit lonely and then kind of in a niche that I'm in and where I am geographically located. Um, so I'm not trying to complain. I'm just saying it's it's not easy, but and it's hard work, but it's awesome and I'm glad to have the uh, opportunity to do it, man. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm doing. That's awesome. That's really cool. I, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I'd read some of that in, in one of your early posts, um, just kind of initially, 
um, introducing, you know, the, the hunter's quest and, mm-hmm. um, and it's, and the purpose behind it and how it ties in with your faith. And I do think it's funny that hunter is your name as well. <laughs> I know that. I know it's like my destiny. Yeah. It's like, it worked out <laughs> so perfectly. Um, and so, yeah, it's really, it's really cool to hear that and how you're, how are you weaving your faith into that? Cause I think, I think there's a connection to be made there that probably, like you said, more guys in the hunting industry probably have that, um, a, a lot, like you said, there's a lot of guys that have a strong faith in, yeah. in the industry and, um, it just doesn't come out, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. there and they see that connection between, you know, making a living in the outdoors and God's creation and their faith, but they just don't talk about it a whole lot. So it's cool that you are. I knew Dan Staten was a Christian. Um, mm-hmm. he's mentioned it a little bit, uh, which is really yeah. cool. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I grilled him on it too. I think I was the first yeah. person that ever really grilled him on it and got him to like <laughs> come out with it. Like he was a young life leader and stuff. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So That's, which I love it. So I don't know what made me think of this when you were talking about this, but um, do you you probably know who Roy Roth is or was? Yeah, it sounds really familiar, but yeah, to be honest, so, I can't. Yeah. yeah, Cam Haynes talks about him a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. his butt, his friend, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah, he had kind of a similar a similar approach to the outdoor industry. Roy did. Mm. Um, is he, he always said that, that the outdoors was his ministry field and he Mm -hmm. knew that he couldn't, you know, share his faith with hunters unless he was respected in the, in, in the space, in the industry. He knew that, you know, God gave him gifts to be a good hunter so that he could share his faith in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, it's a cool story to hear that from him. I'm sure it's on a pot. It's on a podcast somewhere. I can't remember the name of the podcast, but if you look it up on YouTube, there's a podcast he talks about that. Um, which is really cool. Um, yeah. that, that's who I thought of when you mentioned that is, is man, there's, there's a few other guys that have done something similar, but, um, it's, it's a really cool, I think yeah. it's a really cool approach that you're taking to the industry. And yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not, it is an approach I'm taking, but it's not like it's a super like calculated no, no. thing. It's just like, it's just, it's just who, it's just part of who I am. And like, it's just, it's going to come out in conversations. It's going to come out in hunt films because it's a big part of just who I am. And so, and that's how I want it to be. Not like I'm right. Like I'm not like pulling out a sermon I wrote, you know, for the grip and grin. It's like, it's, but normally when you see it in the films and stuff, it's honestly when, when things are going bad and I'm struggling and it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, when that's when, unfortunately you, uh, the foxhole prayers but <laughs> yeah yeah that's really cool um so so talk about a little bit um i mean you mentioned kind of the connections that you made you made some really cool connections with some people and um mm-hmm. what was that that step into the hunting industry like um outside outside of that because i know it's, it can be a difficult industry it can be you know it's some would say it's saturated in a sense um, what was, what was it like mentally trying to step into, into an industry like that and try to, you know, go from, especially, you know, since I'm in the same work line of work, you were going mm-hmm. from ministry to, to trying to make it in the outdoor industry. What was that like? Um, maybe ment- mentally, emotionally, uh, was it difficult? Yeah. Was it easier than you thought? Harder than you thought? Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of people, you know, everybody wants things to happen faster than they happen usually. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of the best. Way. So 
for me, when I started, I didn't have like this big plan of I'm going to do like, if you had said, Oh, in two years, you're going to be launching a TV show. I'd be like, no, <laughs> that it's funny because that like has always been a dream of mine, but I literally had given up. I was like, no, nah, that's too good. That's too cool. That'll never happen. Uh, I'd kind of given up on it. Um, and, uh, and some of just the way my life worked out had played into that. But when I started the podcast, it was more like, I didn't have these like big, ideas really it was i just felt like it was something i wanted to do and i literally just felt like the lord told me to just start and um it was the, the thing you'll find more and more from doing your podcast probably is um i was just it was almost like selfish and that was just i wanted to create the content but it wasn't for the content's sake it was more like I wanted to learn and I wanted to talk to these people like where I was in Virginia, like there was literally no one, literally no one that I, that I knew anyway, that I could talk to. Like I might have like sort of met a few guys here and there that maybe went out West once or something, you know, like, but there's nobody I could talk to that like was like a killer Western hunter that like knew how to elk hunt or how to go kill a mule deer, like in the mountains. Like, so if I want to talk to those guys and learn, I had to, you know, I had to put myself out there and, and, and usually people are more willing to talk to you if like, you know, there's a purpose behind it, like a podcast. <laughs> so, and I did find the, the industry extremely um, inviting. Like, I mean, you know, almost everyone I've asked to do a podcast has said yes. Um, especially starting out, which is really cool. Um yeah. And so that's what it was, was I just started doing these podcasts and it was almost like I was learning and I was just networking. It was like having a, you know, it was like going out for coffee with a guy or something mm -hmm. or whatever. So, um, and, but then, you know, it started to, it started to get a little more serious and, and my personality, like I don't do, I don't like doing anything halfway. Like if I'm, I would rather not do it at all than do it halfway. So, um, and then I don't know, I, I felt I did. I felt like it was kind of something I was meant to do. I was like, man, I could be that guy who's like, you know, a good hunter. People actually like me. I'm not just like that Christian guy, but I could also be known as, you know, the dude that uh, if you twist your ankle on the mountain, maybe I can pray for you and get you healed right there or something, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, who knows? Like I could be that guy. Um, so it's been cool. Um, I do feel like it's something I was kind of, maybe I was born to do like just with my, my, or the way my, the Lord orchestrated my life to like have these skills and abilities. And then, um, how it, you know, went past the podcast was after I did the podcast with Dan Staten, I had these video skills and I think he had mentioned something about, they were looking for people to video for him and stuff. And I, would, I just sent him some of my work and I was like, Hey, I'll come, you know, video for you. And then we did a hunt together. And then, um, one thing kind of led to the other and, um, and then, I don't know, this might sound weird, but I distinctly remember at one point, cause Brian call was like a really big, um, uh, what would you say? Like, um, I mean, I was like a fan and I wanted to do what he was doing. I liked his style and stuff. And, um, and I remember, I, I just distinctly remember this day. I felt like the Lord just 
you know how sometimes you just like know something like and you just say it in faith and like it sounds crazy but you just you know it's gonna happen yep i just remember saying like and i was thinking of brian and ryan lampers which you know if you're in this little niche community they're 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 pretty up towards the top yeah um and i was like i'm gonna hunt with those guys one day and like later literally less than a year later i'm in arizona hunting with brian call like six eight months later and um I just knew it and I was like, okay. And then, so I don't know. Um, I don't know what that means or whatever, but I just, um, I just kept going, you know, kept being genuine, kept being, trying to be humble, nice, you know, try to just be myself, work hard um, and keep going. And uh, it's been, it's been a cool ride so far. And I think it's just beginning, man. Like, yeah, it's a little weird. Cause I've, I've had my, my head like, so just nose to the grindstone the last like, four months that I haven't really had much time to like reflect much. So this conversation is kind of interesting. Um, but, uh, those early days were crazy, man. And, um, and I think it's, it's, it's still gonna, it's still a lot, you know, in store. It's just, I've been, um, <laughs> I've just been literally like chained to this desk editing and do it going crazy yeah. for like three yeah. months. So yeah, but yeah, man, it's been a wild ride. I think, I, I think the, that, cause I've had this, a similar experience with the, with the hunting industry is, is yes, there's a lot, you know, there's a, a lot going on in social media and the internet has opened up opportunities for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. someone like me that has no, really no, not many skills around anything audio visual related. Um, it's opened up doors for guys like me to get into the industry. And I've experienced a lot of just, just a very inviting group of people. Yeah. Um, I've had the same experience as you as I've, I haven't had, um, I haven't had very many people that I've reached out to say no to a podcast. The only person that did was just like, was just like, Oh, I only do podcasts with my, you know, with my sponsored partners. Yeah. Certain people agreements and stuff like that. But yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, that makes, that makes sense. And, and, but other than that, it's just been, and that wasn't even like a bad thing. It was just, the, just the way that people work. And yeah, um, but it's been overall such a good industry. And, I think there's more people that probably get involved and then are consistent for a little while and then taper off. Um, and oh, that's yeah. kind of the thing that keeps, um, that yeah, just keeps people from finding what they're looking for. If you want to call it that, mm-hmm. um, cause I've had a ton of people just tell me just, you know, just stay consistent, keep, yeah, keep posting stuff, keep producing content, keep living, you know, just, you know, showing showing people the life that you're living and what you're happening about and just let it let it roll from there and you'll be surprised uh what what comes out of that and and so far that's what it's been like like i've made cool connections and um and some yeah started a little bit of a network and and it just absolutely there um you did so you said something early on that that um when you were initially you're talking about your story that sounded so similar to me for a couple of reasons. Number one, you said that even though a lot of life was cha- changing and there were different seasons and stuff was chaotic, um, that there was the consistency in your life was, was hunt. You were always hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, so that's one of the things that I talked about that in my first episode, um, is the reason I started, I finally just kind of you know, jump, stepped off the cliff and, and started to record stuff and started to do videos and, and all that was because looking back in my life, I was trying to figure out like, you know, what, what's my purpose? What am I trying to do here? And, mm-hmm. and I looked back at like, what have I always done? And, you know, for me, it's always been like, what, 
that was, this sounds kind of weird because it only makes sense to our generation, but what makes you forget to check your phone? Hmm. Those kind of things. And for me, it was, yeah, it was that it was outdoors, you know, specifically fitness in the outdoors, hunting and fishing. Um, because those are the things that I just, you know, when I'm, when I'm at work or when I'm, you know, just bored or whatever, you know, the first thing that you you do is you, you feel like you got to check your phone, but <laughs> when you're fishing or hunting, you know, you just, you forget about it. You took, right. Time passes quickly. Um, you forget that your phone's there. You forget to check it. You don't care what's going on because you're so in the moment doing something right. that you're passionate about. And that was kind of the marker for me is, is like, I, I looked back and like, what has always been the constant thing? And it's always been fitness, mm-hmm. the outdoors. Um, hunting, fishing have always been the consistent things in my life, no matter what. Um, and then the other thing I'd, I'd be curious to know, like when you said, um, when you said like you're, cause you said you're the kind of guy that goes into something hundred percent, you're not going to go halfway. Um, but then there's seasons in life where you go really hard into something for a period of time and you're really passionate about it. And then maybe you get distracted or maybe, you know, stuff shifts and you go to something different. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I've had a similar experience where I've gone, you know, between a few different jobs, trying to figure out like where I'm supposed to be. Um, what do you think, like for, from your experience, um, what, what were you, when, when you were talking about that, what do you think causes that or, or, um, or how do you think that, um, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess what I'm asking is what do you think causes that? And what was that for you is things that you were passionate about for a period of time. And then you, and then you moved on as you were trying to figure out what's the most important thing to you. Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's different degrees of it. I mean, some of it might just be like, you know, little hobbies or even like stupid stuff, like a TV show or something. Yeah. Um, but then there's bigger things, like you said, like career choices or whatever. And um, some of it might be, I mean, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think, I think it gets, I think there's like so much pressure on people to like, like I remember when I was in college, like, I mean, I was a huge stoner in college, so that didn't help either. But, <laughs> but like, I remember all my friends were like, it was senior year, and they're like, you know, a lot of them like had jobs, they're like new or were applying for jobs, like new exact. I had no idea like what I wanted to do, and like I felt this pressure. I think, I think that's like okay, like to some degree. I think I took it a little extreme because I had other issues going on. Obviously, I just mentioned, but, uh, yeah. but. I think it's okay to try things. I mean, if you look at guys throughout mm-hmm. history, even like great figures in history, like a lot of them, you know, went through like 10 different careers and failed every one of them. And then they, they found that one thing. And it could be that uh, it just took a while to like, sometimes you have to really get into something to figure out if you actually like it or not. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes it might sound like a really cool idea and you actually start doing, it, you're like, this sucks. I hate this um, or whatever, you know, like, um, or maybe it's God closing the door on it. Cause you're not supposed to be doing that. I heard a preacher one time say like the most dangerous thing in the world is to become successful at the wrong thing. Mm, yeah. Um, so I think a lot of it could be God leading you could be, um, so I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. You know, obviously you want to be wise and, um, you know, prioritize your faith and the, you know, like walking with God so that you're making good decisions, but there's nothing wrong with, I don't think going down a road and realizing, Hey, you know, I went, I gave it my best. This ain't for me. I'm going to head out or whatever. Um, you know, for me, one of them was like, I wanted to, for a while I pursued the music industry. Like I wanted to be a professional drummer and I like, you know, moved to Nashville for a while. 
I like, you know, was with a traveling band for a while, um, for quite a while, even after college. And, um, and I feel like the Lord kind of closed that door. Um, just that's a whole nother story, but you know, and I'm glad because that's a tough, man, that's a tough life. Like yeah, how um, about tough industry music in Nashville, dude, that's really. a really tough life. Um, so I still play, like I play at church every now and then and, uh, it's fun, but anyway, I just think, um, there's not necessarily anything wrong with it, but it is cool when you can kind of look back and see that, you know, roads that might've seemed like dead ends at the time were actually like preparing you for something else, you know? I mean, um, even that stuff with the music industry, like, you know, I have connections there. I have skills that I built there. Um, you know, when I left CBN, I thought maybe that was, you know, time wasted or I had gone down that road for too long for no, and then here I am using what I'm doing now with the TV show. I could never do by myself. I'm, I am producing an entire television series by myself. I could never do that without the time I spent at CBN. Right. That was God preparing me. So. It could be God shutting a door. It could be preparing you for something else later. Or maybe you seem to figure out what you really like. But um, I don't know. That's kind of my take on it, I guess. No, that's interesting. That's kind of what I thought you'd say because I think there's a lot of – there's always a lot of pressure, you know, when you're when you're coming out of, um, you know, coming out of school or you get married and have kids. And there's a lot of this pressure to get it, you know, get it figured out. And to some extent, you do need to. But, um, but yeah, sometimes you don't know – exactly what um you know what you're supposed to be doing or what god has for you or or however you want to put it until you try some different stuff and figure out um where where exactly your your skills lie and not expecting that it's going to happen um on your first try you know just kind of expectation i had i was like well whatever decision i make this is going to be what i do for the rest of my life and then it it didn't work out that way um but what's interesting today is obviously with with social media and um, and, and, and just the massive amount of input that people have today, a lot more than, you know, even 30 years ago, mm. it's, there's so much more coming at you, pulling you different directions, getting you, um, getting you distracted and, you know, confused That's and thinking, you, know, you see someone do something that looks really cool and you think, Oh, I might want to do that. And the next day you see something different and yeah. all of that input can, can put us on a, a very mentally, um, exhausted state that we don't even, don't even yeah. realize and I mean, having like real realistic expectations of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. um, no matter what you do, even if it's the coolest thing ever, like it's what you're born to do. There's just going to be days where you have to like do boring, crappy admin stuff or there's parts of it. They're going to suck. Like, you know, even what I'm doing, like from the outside, it probably looks so amazing. And it is. But there also are like I people don't see like the hours and hours and hours and weeks i'm sitting right here just like like editing and like emailing and so it's yeah i mean everything has everything has positives and negatives and some people are good at and really do well at turning their passion into their career Mm -hmm. it's something i really have since the beginning really wanted to do and been trying to figure out um some people, they don't like, sometimes it's just better for some people. It's just better off to have your hobbies and your passions 
and then have your job. There's nothing wrong with that. For me, I've always just been on this quest, as you want to call it that. So like, I remember right before I started this whole thing, I was about to join the police force. And uh, I literally, I took the physical test and everything. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. um, and I just remember talking to my dad and he didn't really want me to do it because he didn't think I would like it. And I, it's probably good. I probably, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty non-confrontational. So that'd probably be a terrible job for me. But, um, um, but anyway, I remember talking to him. I was just like, I'm just not quite ready to like, to give up on the dream yet. You know, I just, because I, I, after a while it feels like you're hitting wall after wall after wall. And you're starting to feel like, man, like I'm in my thirties. Like, okay, I just need to get like, quote unquote, a normal job. And this is just me talking. Right. Like, don't, I'm not projecting this on anyone else. I'm thinking I'm in my thirties. I got to get a quote unquote normal job or whatever. Um, of course for me, that's like joining the SWAT team or something, but <laughs> as my normal job, but, but I just wasn't quite ready. So um, I remember my wife was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to have a, t I want to have a hunting show. <laughs> it just like came like out. And that was like way long before I ever even thought it would ever happen. And here I am. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I've, um, you know, I had a lot in, didn't necessarily plan on the, the conversation going this philosophical, but <laughs> I had a lot of people, Good. especially out of, um, out of college for the first several years that they would tell you that, you know, be it loving what you do or being passionate about, about what you're doing to provide for your family. Um, they're like, that's, that's fallacy. That's ridiculous. You know, you do mm -hmm. what you need to do to provide for your family regardless of what it is. And, and I was like, well, there's a little bit of truth to that. You know, you can't sacrifice your family to do something that you'd like doing, you know, that's but, true. but what I did learn is that there are different types of people and, and I'm definitely the type of person that no matter how, how much money a job is making me, like I was in banking for years. I, I managed branches in the banking industry for eight years mm -hmm. and as much money as that made, um, life at home suffered yeah. uh, because, because of that, because I'm not the type of person that can, can just do something that I hate. You know, yes, I had me either. And my and wife, those... my wife figured that out too. And so she's been, you know, the most supportive out of anybody is telling me like, like, yes, I understand that you need to be, you need yeah. to be doing something that you're passionate about. You need to be in an industry you're passionate about. What um, good is it if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, those, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, those people that say that like, Oh, follow your passion. That's BS. Okay. Maybe for them it is. Maybe right. that's, that's how they're wired. You know, that doesn't mean that's your reality. And I'm not saying that like, there is no absolute reality because that's not true. But <laughs> there are, like you said, there are different types of people. Right. I, I, I don't throw shade on anybody out there who works a nine to five right. and hunts on the weekend. That's the bread and butter of the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have nothing right. wrong with that. Me personally, my, I can't do that. I, I just, from the time I was a child, I was not designed to, to work at an office job. I just, just me. Uh, I mean, I personally don't think anybody was, <laughs> I don't think any man was designed to sit at a desk. It, and ironically, I'm sitting at a desk quite a bit <laughs> like right now anyway, but I'm trying to producer to do all the work for you. Yeah, maybe. But, um, um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, I just know that I would be completely dead inside if I was just 
wake up every day, go to the office, sell my widgets or whatever and go home. Like I just, and then like living for the weekend, I just can't do it. Just can't. No, I get that. Nothing yeah. wrong with it if you can. I just can't. I think you're right. I think, yeah, there's different types of people and yeah, some people are, some people are built for different things and, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with either. Um, but it took, I, I wish it would have, I wish I would have figured this out quicker. In life. It took me a little bit of time, a little bit of time to figure that out. Um, cause you, you said, so you, you're married, you have kids too. Yeah, man. Um, I got eight year old, four year old and, okay. um, I'm going to have a newborn here in about a month. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, we've got a, I've got a four-year-old son and um, one and a half nice. year old daughter. Nice. So um, the, the only reason he's not up here causing havoc right now is because he's in bed. <laughs> Same. Yeah, that's why. I, so I said we should do 830. So I get the kids to bed off yeah. first. Yeah. I, did, <laughs> Although I, did I put a, a lock on my door though. <laughs> I did a podcast last week and, um, and he came in the room while I was, while I was talking and I kind of looked over at him and he, and he goes, and he's kind of whispers at me. He's like, I'll be quiet. <laughs> And then he laid down on the bed and fell asleep. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, that's great. No, um, that's cool, like man. a makeshift office right next to our bedroom. So he just walked in and crawled in our oh, bed. Yeah. Sleep. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. it um, happens. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I was just curious because you said, yeah, you said wife. Um, yeah, man. And uh, so one of the other things, and, and if you don't, um, I can edit this out if you don't want to answer this question, but I did look back. I looked back at your Instagram a little bit at some, just cause I was scrolling through and mm. I saw some older pictures and you look quite a bit fitter now. Oh my gosh. Yes. Before. I was um, a fat slob, dude. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, no, I was pretty I looked fat. back and I was really impressed at, you know, the, um, the chain, the change you made. So I'm curious, like, and I, I've, I've been asking everybody this because I've had a few different, different people on the podcast that had different, different perspectives around it. But, mm-hmm. um, but I'm curious what you, what you've done to, to prepare yourself physically for hunting. Um, you know, what, what, how you make time for it, because here's the deal. Not everybody is, and I love Cam Haynes. He's awesome. I've been looking up to, I've looked up to him for, since he was with PSE way back in the yeah. day. Um, but not everybody is him and not everybody can do what he does. So I'm always curious, what do other people do to get ready? Just, just cause I want my listeners, however many there are, um, to hear the different things that you can try to get yourself prepared for hunting season without feeling yeah. like you gotta be this, a, a very high athlete level. Necessarily. Right. Well, um, so yes, I, um, I used to be. I was literally obese, like by the standard definition, like the, the by BMI the numbers or whatever. Yeah, I was obese. Uh, I was 250 pounds at my heaviest um, and zero muscle. It was, I can show you a picture. It's pretty gross. Um, <laughs> but it was a combination of things. It was I was already starting to feel – I was physically starting to feel uncomfortable. Um I remember I, I don't go to doctors often, but I had gone and they, they were talking about, you know, like being close to that, like almost needing blood pressure medicine, almost like pre-diabetic like stuff possibly. Um, that wasn't what got me to change, but um, I remember those, those things being thrown around. Uh, I remember sitting in the car and just feeling like, just like pudge rolls and just uncomfortable and like, I was literally embarrassed to take my shirt off in front of my own wife. 
and um and so i i was like something's gotta change so um and i'd gotten into community with some other guys that um were and i had just been coming out i don't open up too many cans of worms here but i had just been coming out of i'm a recovering addict so i had been in treatment and then i kind of replaced drugs with food in some ways Mm. and so i was just eating out of boredom and eating a bunch of junk and so I was like clean off of, I wasn't using drugs anymore, but I was really overweight. So anyway, I was getting into community and and kind of getting around some other, you know, guys that had their life together a little more than I did. And and they were starting to kind of get in shape. And, and so I just, I knew it was time to do something. And then, so I lost a little weight, but I was kind of, you know, not really pushing it too hard. And then, um, but I was starting to feel better, look better and kind of, okay, season progress. And then I got invited on this Alaska trip and the guy invited me as ex Navy special warfare, like (laughs) super good, like in shape. And, um, and he was selling me on the trip, you know, Oh, it won't be that bad. And then, but then I started to like figure out like what actually we're going to be doing, like packing in like a week worth of stuff and food. And and he sent me the pins and I'm looking at, you know, and so I'm like, I'm going to have to like, really seriously trained like this is no joke so that was the carrot that and i think it's so important to have a goal or like a reward or to me a hunt could be a race whatever um that is what kept me motivated when on those days i didn't want to go and and then listening to really cool you know guys like like dan or like brian barney and those those guys um so that was that was the that was the number one thing is having a huge goal at the end, like something that you're working towards, not just working just to work. Right. Um, and then it was, um, I'd kind of gotten into a slump in my fitness and cause I was working out by myself at first I had a guy writing programming for me, but then I was like, Oh, I can do it myself. And then, you know, it turned into go to the gym, like jog a little bit, like do some bicep curls and some bench and leave. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that lame routine. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, like I would never do a squat. Like why would, why would I do a squat? Um, and so then I was like, I need to like change it up. So that's when I just was like, I'm just going to try CrossFit. And so I just went to a CrossFit gym and I liked it because they're telling me I go in. I don't got to think about it. They tell me exactly what to do. I just got to do it. It sucks, but you just do it. And you're with a bunch of other people who are hating it just as much as you are. And so you have that motivation. It's kind of a competitive little side to it. So I went, like I said, I went all in on that. I still, I do it five days. I go five days a week to CrossFit in the morning. And then I run on the weekends and um like long distance more no not long five between three and five miles a day usually on the weekends um so but where it really came off where the weight really came off was when COVID happened I started really watching my nutrition and tracking it um and I don't track super hardcore anymore unless I'm like in a cut kind of phase um And, uh, but I mean, that's how you, I mean, it's just, you know, everybody tries to make it so hard and so complicated. It's very simple. It's just like a bank account. You got to burn more than you're putting in your mouth every day for a long time. That's how you lose weight. 
We don't want to do that with a bank account. You don't want to burn more than you put. <laughs> but uh, well, well, exactly. It's like what you don't want to do with a bank account. Right, right. But like the numbers are the same. It's like yeah. if you want to lose weight, you got to be in caloric deficit for a long time consistently. Yeah. And so I was basically in caloric deficit for like two years. <laughs> and I lost like 80 pounds. Yeah, um, and uh, and now I've, I've been I've maintained it for I'm not as cut as I like like the most cut I've ever been. I think the leanest I ever got was like 174. I'm probably like 184 now, um, but really strong, um, you know, metabolically pretty fit. Um, I can do long runs. I can. So I've, I've hunted, you know, at, in the mountains, 10,000 plus feet with lampers call Dan, the fitness man. Yeah. Nobody's dusted me yet. Yep. <laughs> And right. I'm coming from sea level too. So right. yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a good way. Yeah. Good way to know if you're in shape for hunting is go, go hunt with Dan Spate and that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. That first day after that, that first day we did like, I think we did tw- nothing insane, insane, but I mean, it was, we were at about 10,000 feet and we did about 12 miles and about 4,000 up and down. Okay. And, wow. uh, I remember after that first night, like, dude, I don't think I can do this. Like, but I was like, but I, I, my only other option is like come out of this tent crying and tell them I'm leaving. Like that's not happening. (laughs) Thankfully that was like the worst day of the whole hunt. But, um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's it. I didn't, I didn't know any of that until, yeah, until I, I did like the, the typical when you're about to have someone on a podcast, deep dive through their stuffs and so you know what questions to ask and all that yeah, I was yeah. like, dang this guy got fit it's amazing yeah um, yeah it was yeah. just discipline consistency over a long period having a goal and um the new, if you're trying to like lose weight nutrition i mean yeah you can you can work out 17 times a day and kill yourself and you can still easily eat all of that in like an hour yeah oh yeah Definitely. And there's more to, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a certified personal trainer as well. And so, so yeah, you're, you're preaching to the choir, mm-hmm. uh, but there's more cause yeah, there's, there's a lot more to, um, there's a lot more to losing weight than like, at least once you, once you lose that initial large amount, there's a lot more to it than just the caloric deficit because then yeah. form your metabolic conditioning comes into, in, in the, in the, um, the form of your, your hormones and your endocrine system and, and all that starts to fun, be a huge part of it. And if people are, you know, working out hard and then eating like crap, then yeah, the body doesn't know what to do and it, and it messes you up. And, um, and it, it's, it's only a matter of time before, before something, you know, something disastrous happens, um, which actually happened. There was a, there's an ultra marathon. I don't want to say the name. I don't want to make it sound like it's a negative thing, but there's an ultra runner that was, doing very, very well, um, in everything that she ran and, and she came to Colorado and she went to run the, um, the Colorado trail. And she was always known for like eating like garbage food for all Hmm. of her races, never always did fine. Um, but then she got to the Colorado trail and she kind of pushed herself to her limit and ended up in the ER. And that was her wake up call to like, um, to like, you know, I need to, yeah, I'm working hard and I'm running hard and everything, but that was her wake up call to like start eating healthy. Yeah. Um, I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, like you're, you're building, you know, you're building your body 
do you want to build it out of Cheetos and Kit Kats or <laughs> like sweet potatoes and meat? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm not, you know, I still, I'm not like perfect or anything. Like I'll still, and it's funny too. Cause I, I did a hunt this year with a guy who's like 23 and he was just, I think he ate like 17 butterfingers, <laughs> but he got away with it, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, there comes a point where you just can't anymore. Yeah. I don't know. And, and, you know, when you first start eating healthy, you do like really miss all that stuff, but then um, you kind of, it's like you're, you kind of have to get past that like addiction withdrawal period. And then like, you kind of really just want to eat, you kind of want more healthy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Your, your body starts to, starts to crave good quality nutrients. Yeah. Um, and, and then you find out that being, cause your, your body gets, you know, your, your body's, um, I mean, your hormonal system and your digestive system gets so stunted and messed up from eating crappy food. It doesn't know what actual satisfaction is like. It just knows sugar rush. Yeah. Or, or, you know, sedation from alcohol or, you know, know, whatever it is. And then once you actually get to the point where your body is only taking in quality nutrients, then you don't even realize the satisfaction that comes from putting in your body what it actually needs. Yeah. My daughter's birthday was like two weekends ago and I just ate like a bunch of pizza and like a ton of birthday cake. (laughs) Again, with my all or nothing personality, it's like when I do eat bad, it's real bad. (laughs) Might as well and, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, I woke up the next day. I literally felt hung over. I didn't have a drop of alcohol. I felt yeah. hung over just from the amount of sugar I ate. Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. How, yeah, it's wild how that works. That's what I mean is then, yeah, then at that point, you can't even eat crappy food without feeling like you drank too much. You know, yeah. it's just craziness. But Gnarly. Anyway, yeah, that was cool. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I talked with, um, I talked with. Oh, oh no. I had, I was, I was about to say Dan Staten, but it's, it's not him. It's Dan Picard. Oh yeah. Podcast two nights ago. Yeah. That guy. Um, I love, I like talking to him about the fitness piece too, because he had an interesting, an interesting perspective where he saw from while, well, while working at Eastman's, he watched that transition with Cam Haynes and watched that transition from, you know, Cam starting to get a ton of notoriety from his fitness, everything he was doing in the fitness world. And so he, Dan had an interesting perspective to see all that happen. And so it's cool Mm. to talk to him and hear, and hear like, you know, his perspective around, you know, what you should be doing to stay fit um, for that country um, and for for hard hunts. And it's not, it's not as much as most people think, like it's, it's really about making sure you're mentally, he said, actually what he said was, hunting's 80% mental and 20% physical. So you could be the fittest person in the world, but if mentally you're weak, it, it's not good. Yeah. It's not I would, be good. I would agree there. And then I, I forgot to mention this too, but just kind of more specifically to answer your question too. Like, so I, well, yeah. where I just moved, but I was living in Chesapeake, Virginia, which is right by the ocean, which is like literally, I mean, pancake for like three hours and yeah. every, I mean, one hour in the East you're in the water. But, um, so there was definitely challenges for training for the mountains. Um, so, but what I, what I found, I'm I'm closer to some Hills here now, but, um, what I found works is, you know, doing the, the sprint style stuff, like with the, the, um, CrossFit mixing in the longer, slow, steady, like five mile, just jogging, you know, for like an hour mixing those in together. And then as hunting season approaches, I do more, 
I have not found any way to replicate anything like rucking up a hill with a heavy pack. Like yeah. you can do some exercises that are close. Nothing is the same though. So as I start to get closer into the season, um, you know, I might like, let's say at the gym, they're doing toes, 15 toes to bar or something. I'll just, instead I'll switch that with like weighted box step ups. And then one day of the week, instead of going to the gym, I'll go just throw on a heavy pack and just go climb a hill a bunch of times. Um, so I think working in that more like event specific type stuff is, but yeah, I mean, mentally you're right. I mean, it's to be honest, I'm, I've been looking back on my bear hunt. I just got back from, and um, I feel like I think I got kind of lazy, you know, to be honest with you. Mm. I think I was falling back a little bit on my whitetail uh, <laughs> hunting. Um, I kind of was more in this mentality of, okay, get to a glassing knob and stay there until you see something. And if there's nothing there, like go somewhere else when I should have been like, all right, what's over the next Ridge or like, what's over, you know, I, so mental is huge. And I, and I am just reminding myself of that um, right now. How, what, how did the bear hunt go? Oh, it was awful. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was, I mean, it was, it was probably the toughest hunt I've ever done. Um, mentally, um, not physically, mentally. So I probably got a little spoiled this season. Um, we were really successful. Every single hunt I went on, we killed, sometimes filling more than one tag, um, except for this bear hunt. We didn't. Um, huh. It was, uh, yeah, it was really tough hunt. We, I was out there. We hunted eight days. We saw one sow and cub wow. in eight days. And um, we moved a lot. I almost drowned crossing a river on a pack raft. <laughs> um, we hit roadblocks we had smoke, we hit spots where we were walking through like knee deep snow in 80 degree weather. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, the kind of snow where like it supports you for a second and then it's like, and you just fall through to your like hips. It was like those, uh, which is like the worst. Um, every like possible challenge or roadblock you can imagine, we, we pretty much hit. Yeah. So it was tough. Yeah. But I learned well, a lot. It's going to make you tougher, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, want, I wanted to ask you about it, but then I didn't see, I didn't see anything posted. So I thought, I thought, Oh, maybe it was tough. Maybe it was a tough one. Cause you said you, you'd mentioned it was hard. Well, I did a full recap episode and I think I posted a few pictures. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't yeah, see any, were, I didn't see any bears. I mean, I didn't see. Bears. Oh yeah. Yeah. No gripping grins, but yeah. yeah if you want to go listen to uh, <laughs> a tough hunt story that there's, I did a whole recap with Luke on yeah. that one, but yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, well, we're coming, coming up on an, on an hour. And so I want to, I know it's, uh, it's a little, it's later there than it is here. Yeah. It's all good, <laughs> uh, man. So I want to respect your time, but man, I really, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I know we didn't talk, we didn't talk much about, about hunting specifically, but, um, but I really enjoyed the conversation and, and like yeah, I said, man, me too. you've been doing some awesome things in the, in the industry. And I'm, I'm excited to see the show and, yeah, I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, I appreciate what you're doing, and and it, it is really cool to see um, to see how your um, how your where where you see your faith fits into all of this, um, and it's just it's it's really cool to watch. So I appreciate you taking the time to chat. And yeah, man. Um, before we before we sign off, what's where do people for those that maybe haven't heard of you, 
Um, where do people yeah. find your content and where will they be finding your content when the show For comes sure. up? Yeah, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I would just say to you, I mean, yeah, I just, I would echo what people have been telling you before is like, um, a lot of people, you know, start a podcast and it kind of comes and goes. And, you know, like I said, sometimes the Lord closes a door. So I'm not like, you know, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life, but, um, if you do stay consistent with it, um, I, you know, it will be amazing where you can go. I mean, I'm, I'm about to post my 123rd episode. Um, yeah. So, and it's, I remember when I was right there with you, like, you know, number four and five and six, you know, uh, and it's been cool. So, so keep at it, man. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, people, men need to see strong men who are humble and kind and strong and badasses and love the Lord and can kill stuff like men, real men and not, I don't know. I just think we need, we need that right now. Um, real men that aren't afraid to talk about God and, and just be men. Um, and get, and get grilled by Aaron Schneider on a podcast about their faith. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should listen to it. It's pretty good. I'm going to, I'm going to go find it. I, I want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to, uh, check out my stuff, um, I would love any of your listeners to do so. Um, you can search just my name on YouTube, Hunter Mick Waters, M C W A T E R S. And you'll find my channel, the show and the podcast are both called the hunter's quest. So again, it's not like about my quest. It's I use the hunter's quest because it's about the quest as a hunter, you know, to yeah. become a better hunter and a better person and a better because Western hunting really made me a better person. That sounds dramatic, but through the fitness thing and through the mental, t mental toughness and all that stuff, it really did make me a better person. So, okay. Um, or it was the means by which the Lord helped to improve my life. Maybe I should say, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah. So check me out there. The podcast, like I said, um, coming up on 123 episodes that's available anywhere, or you can watch the video versions on YouTube and then the TV show will be launching. Um, the first ever airing will be June 26, 2023, um, at 6 30 AM and 11 30 AM Eastern time. And then July 1st, which is a Saturday at noon Eastern, and that'll be running all the way until um, the end of the year. So awesome. every week you can check me out Saturday at noon and there'll be different um, different formats, some kind of podcast conversation style format, some straight up hunt films, and then some hybrid kind of uh, things I'm experimenting where we do a hunt film and then I talk to my cameraman and we kind of dissect the hunt a little bit. So I'm kind of working on perfecting a hybrid format of like almost like a podcast style tv show with a hunt film incorporated and then i got some really cool guests that i brought on i did one with brian call jason matzinger jana waller and remy warren awesome. in the first season so it's gonna be really cool i hope you guys yeah. check it out that's great yeah yeah I'll, i'm looking i'm looking forward to it it's gonna, yeah, be, man. It's gonna be a cool show well yeah thanks a lot for for taking the time and yeah dude Really, really enjoyed the conversation and um yeah definitely definitely keep keep watching your stuff and i'm excited to see what you have in the future yeah man thanks for having me on and uh stay in touch yeah you bet all right man hey 
Hey, thanks again for checking out the Grit Outdoor Collective podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure and, and leave us five stars and leave us a review and make sure and hit subscribe. We're also available on YouTube, so make sure and go onto YouTube and find Grit Outdoor Collective and you can subscribe there and, and check out some of the videos that we've got available on there too. And thanks again for listening to the Grit Outdoor Collective podcast.